listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Jesus, the notorious just please us with your lyrical thesis. We just chilling, milk em, top billing, silken, pure linen, me and Lil C's, Malibu Sea Breeze, Don Peas, and Palm Trees, cats named Pablo with milked out Diablos, the williest, bitches be the silliest, the more I smoke, the smaller the Philly gets, room 112 where the players dwell, and smash more clash than Rick Murperdale, inhale, make you feel good like Tony, 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 dig up in your middle like Moni. Yeah. She don't know me, but she's setting up to blow me. Should try to style, flip up the north with a homie. Escada, Dundada, play a straight splurge and game so tight they call it virgin. Oh, I need to know where we stand. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and. On this very special thing called love. And Karen i know i do what about you that was a shit man i need you in my life that uh album i remember when that came out this is did you know i'm old y'all so you got to go back and buy the cds and i had told one of my friends about it i had told uh one of my buddies uh Fredrick about it i think yeah i think it was Fredrick, and i was like let's go get this uh cd mm-hmm. and uh i was like i heard the album i was like it's it's Oh, look, it's the bomb. We went, that shit was sold out. It ain't like it is now. When she, it, there's no such thing as sold out with music right? now. But back then, the Best Buy didn't have it, and nobody else had it. So you just didn't get shit till it got pressed again. We really take so much for granted now. Right. Like, I have Spotify and Title as well, documented. Uh, probably going to move to just Title in a second, because I don't think there's really any reason to keep Spotify at this point. But, um, yeah, I remember when 112 came out, and like and all you know all the music back then you had to go to a store it was no you go to the option. store you had to stand in line if it's a big release it might not be there like you right. said there's no such thing as running out you know uh compared to um to to from then to now you know what else there wasn't uh back then um if i wanted to play this song i had to go get the cd find it and put it in our cd player yep like you had you gotta find a tape you can't just stream this shit straight off of spotify it wasn't no it wasn't no this it was like hold on let me see is that on especially if you were like me you had mixtapes now did i have that on the mixtape that i named uh summer of the king ah, and after a while or, you remember the tracks now you don't remember tracks so you just skip by a press or the whole track list is in front of your face now but then you know you had to memorize what track it was right because if not you be just skipping and skimming across the whole fucking thing you like number 12 out. number right. tw- is it number 12 let me see yeah nope. you're like, no shit that's not number it number 11 right no. no okay i gotta listen to this whole album again oh it's not even on this album it's not this ain't even the right album right now you can just literally hit i all i did was type in 112 it came up and then we already here we already here y'all come on man yeah music has came a very i tell people it's came a very 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 long way one of my first hip-hop mixtapes you know how i recorded it off the tv i watched bt's hip-hop countdown (laughs) i recorded off of bt's hip-hop countdown i had to get a actual tape recorder Mm -hmm. turn the tv up move extremely close hit the record button stop it when commercials came up hope they didn't end my song early because you know that was their thing like bt was bt was good for this move right here hold on 
up at number 10 112 only you remix Please us with your lyrical thesis. We just chillin', milk em, top billin', silkin', pure linen. All right, that's it for number 10. Yeah. Let's move to number nine, guys. We got number nine on the list. I'm sitting up there at home with my tape recorder out like, what? I only got 45 yeah. seconds of the song. I waited all week, guys. This wasn't like now where it's just like, oh, I'll just record it on the DVR no bitch i woke up at 10 a.m waited all week for saturday at 10 a.m for them to finally play my hip-hop countdown list and they get to my shit and they're just like oh coming in got common soul by the pound and then they will play 32 seconds or so by the pound and be like and at number 19 we're gonna move on to mace feel so good and i'm just like oh so you can play the whole mace you can play the (laughs) The whole whole mace." mace But comment who never gets played on this motherfucking station gets 32 hot seconds before y'all move in. The ver- the first verse barely started. And y'all already off of it. <laughs> it's a goddamn ridiculous sham yes, is th- what we dealt with I as th- kids. I think for me, uh, first time I recorded anything was on same thing on the tape. They got turned your ready up. You had to get really, really close. And you hope the DJ didn't interrupt. Or you hope yeah. it, or, or you know, if you hit the wrong time and you like, yeah, you're gonna, y'all gonna play my jam and you hit it at the, 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 the DJ special mix hour. Next thing you know, your jam is getting faded into some other shit or your jam is getting mixed up. You're like, I did not sign up for this bullshit. What is happening? Right. The DJ come back early with an interview in the middle of yes. your shit. Hey, yo, 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 it's Joe. We back right now. We got my man, big pun in the building. You're like, but y'all didn't finish playing far side. I was. Mm-mm waiting not because like that was the other thing my taste is just not and not not that these artists weren't doing well but compared to like the the bad bad boy as a label the chronic you know like that kind of shit like people they were doing much much bigger than my people you know right. what i'm saying ll was doing bigger so i would be waiting all week for like hopefully far side makes at least the top 20 they could play the whole video i can record it off tv now i can listen to it in my walkman and they'll be like nah fuck that Mm-mm. nope it did not happen this week so what you gonna do rod you gotta right. wait for the radio to play some shit at midnight and hope that that got some hip-hop on it between e- uh easy eddie owens reading fucking yes! le- letters from prisoners who who write him every week to mm-hmm. tell them how much they love the radio and that's on the real that really happens yeah probably yeah. still to today between prison phone calls and shit y'all lucky is what i'm saying kids okay yeah. we're all lucky right now mm-hmm. yeah i i do not complain this is i tell people as far as technology wise and music wise is the best time to be alive i my phone is a motherfucking computer when i went to college it was a rarity that anybody had a computer in a room with mm-hmm. no people didn't have fucking laptops them things and, and ipads those didn't exist if you had a computer in your room you was the man if not you had to haul your ass over to the computer lab yeah um man you guys are so lucky but i just went and found soul by the pound just thinking about it <laughs> on spotify just typed it in to see like did they got soul by the pound of course they got soul by the pound okay you know how i listen to soul by the pound i had to wait weeks and weeks and weeks for this shit to come on the midnight mix with the hip-hop station i had to wait for power 98 to put the r&b jams down right let eddie owens come in and do his thing with easy ice and play a little bit of hip-hop yeah dj easy ice right and just hope that between this and the choir storm that that, that one hour within block, the right hours <laughs> that one hour block i would get some hip-hop that i fucked with 
anyway all that to say uh, huh? uh, uh, i've never heard that song can you play it now some of you so by the pound that? yes oh i have heard it don't remember well he had the regular version and the remix the remix was really my shit but this is so by the pound thank the man give me a pound thank the man stay up all night just for this five minutes Not to mention all the other countless songs I recorded between this that was whacked and I never heard from again. Band full of Pakistans, the Boogie Monsters. It's Leroy Brown, Brown. I'm a so broke, but not a now, now. If you got beef, beef, then we get drowned, drown. Cut up his soul, soul. Bada pound, pound. I'm going downtown like Julie Brown. I'm the found man, not a rebound, but like a hound. I get downtown, but I can show you. Ah, anyway, enough so yeah that's how much and then i listened to that tape to that tape popping and it's like i had to do it all over again yeah and the tape popping was like a real issue i know people joke about you know that but we but our generation if you literally had to listen to the tape pop that shit would drive you insane you would get you get some clear tape and fix that shit you'd be like fuck a tape Look, popping when you procure some shit the way we had to procure shit you damn right you gonna be mad when the tape pop i did surgery emergency surgery on so many tapes uh, you like, put that clear tape over you could tell when i hit that clear part because all of a sudden it goes and then they pick right back up you don't give a damn listen i'll be so proud of myself if i can take that shit back up and still be nervous every time it pass over that little bump I'm like, oh god here we go here we go it's gonna break <laughs> yeah somebody bought up in the chat man and don't mess around and, and let your uh tape get caught up in the in the uh player that's what some, i'm saying because yeah, sometimes the tape will actually get caught down in the player you gotta take a pencil in it and, or a pen and, and, and you gotta spin it yes. just right until it ah. catch and then you gotta reach up in there with your fingers and then like pull it down <laughs> so you can tape it together you like you a, was doing like, like you was a veterinarian working on a goldfish like that's yeah. how steady your hands had to be to fix that shit <laughs> you became a surgeon and then i know for me i thought i stepped my game up when uh my walkman fucked around and, and uh could flip to the other side automatically yeah i was, was shit, real man you play and all of a sudden you hear click click and you hear the other side you were like oh shit i ain't got to stop it and pull out and put it back in again that stress was so fucking real somebody say y'all remember eight tracks i do remember eight tracks i, I remember eight like, tracks my grandma used to have them in her cars and we'll be riding and she used to throw the a tracks in and the thing about the a track is you can't rewind so like if you want to listen to it and you want to go back like yeah the album got a hot song you also couldn't really like stop specifically at songs unless they put a space between them right so then like you had to stop it where you thought the song was gonna come on like y'all niggas so lucky Ah! man damn y'all lucky them shits was big too and don't let it be somebody that play too much and put a whole bunch of silence at the end of the, of the album and then have an extra song at the end you might not have to discover that shit for months <laughs> for years right like oh you never heard the end of um you never heard the end of the boogie monsters album the extra song you're like nah what, what extra, extra song ain't no extra song it's nine tracks nah man you gotta go back and listen man no the roots they got a whole spoken word and like a rap and everything nah man i heard the whole roots album I, i'm pretty sure i owned it i've had it for years just keep fast forwarding dog just keep fast forwarding you'll hear it man anyway this is a blackout tips you can find us on itunes and stitches search the blackout tips don't know how we got on that tangent 
but well <laughs> uh, uh yeah you find us on the blackouttips.com itunes stitcher leave us five star reviews we read them on the show the blackout tips has one model then the model of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme it's today uh marks day i want to say 499 yeah i want to say it's 499 for bobby schmurter being locked up man which is just very unfortunate man feel bad for my man some i i someone sent me like a a link that was like hey guy hey man i just saw they said they released bobby schmurter today and i was like did they though i've had so many false alarms at this point like i'm not gonna believe it till i see bobby saying he free on my tv yeah because you know people keep conflating the issue and i don't really care how you feel about the innocent or the guilt oh it is absolutely 500 days yep so i don't really care how you care feel about the innocent or the guilt i think uh that's what people get caught up on like oh why are y'all trying to say he innocent i don't know whether he's innocent or guilty i just know that nigga been locked up for 500 days with no trial man that's, that's a crazy very long time to be away from your family yeah that i mean it just seemed like some real fucked up shit to be able to do to a person in this country and just give them exorbitant bail amount where they can't even earn money for their defense or anything it just you know i mean i think the thing in america is and and it's sad how many americans really subscribe to this but it's like if you get arrested for a crime or accused of a crime then you just did it right while you know like and and while it's the code of public opinion i get that but in the court of law we only treat people like that that either don't have money or are black so if you're poor or you're some sort of brown that's how you get treated but we don't do that to people that are rich enough or have enough uh you know or have enough privilege you know what i'm saying like we we give them every opportunity look at bill cosby's in and out like 50 something women accuse him of, of rape and they're just like, oh, we don't need to put the bell too high. We have something called, what's that, influenza, whatever that shit influenza. is. Yeah, whatever that bullshit is. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, so, yeah, 500 days for Bobby Smyrna, man. Uh, and, of course, we got five-star reviews. Let's read those. We got some on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, took time out to do that. Uh, D-E-R-L says, yes, yes, y'all, to the beach, y'all i love this couple rod is funny as fuck i think he is sharp as they come and can't get enough of the power duo fwbp fucking with black people has got to be one of the funniest segments in their show well thank you <laughs> thank you we appreciate you great podcast too fast guy says two voices in the wilderness keep up the good work rod and karen thank you thank you we shall proceed this is my favorite podcast from love and tea oh oh thank you i love listening to this podcast and i make everyone i know listen to it if you're gonna ride in my car you're gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> like buckle up your seat buckle up your seat belt and listen to this shit you're gonna listen and love it seriously i enjoy hearing Ryder Cairns takes on current events from the politics to pop culture i love the segments i'm a fan of Ryder's impressions and puns oh finally <laughs> oh i was wondering if i was doing these for nobody uh, i'm glad oh, somebody listening i'm glad somebody enjoys these i don't know that they're that great but i like them and i love hearing karen's rants and her laugh is everything i always feel like i'm hanging out with friends over drinks or coffee with all this great conversation so yeah get into it because if you're not listening to tbgwt you're losing don't you want to be a winner hmm don't y'all want to be winners out there Mm -hmm. don't you 
um my people doing the most five star by l g z i a b e h e r seven i don't know how to pronounce any of that uh excellent keep up the great work we shall keep up the great work and continue to do the most we appreciate y'all you know we are at 922 customer reviews right now we're approaching a thousand reviews that's a lot man a lot of podcasts don't even get like but a handful if ever any and we're approaching a thousand man so thank you guys who are leaving these five these reviews and um you know especially these five star reviews because i'm sure some of these aren't five star reviews but you know fuck those people but the ones who did thank you so much man y'all y'all really mean everything to us you do and we have people that left reviews we have over a thousand but they like left a review and may not have have left a comment right but um so we thank you for everybody that continues to leave us five star reviews uh i haven't said this in a while but i'm gonna go ahead and say it again if you are in uh, outside of the united states this include canada and or mexico let us know because we don't automatically get these um and we know we have listeners kind of all over the world basically so if your itunes allow because we i've kind of peeked through itunes some countries they're like mm, y'all can't leave no reviews for nobody but if your country allows to allows you to leave us five-star reviews please continue to do it and for those of you who have not i am still side-eyeing you and for those of you that have left your review you i you um turn your um eyes to your neighbors and ask them neighbor have you left a review if not you better get on it because i'm gonna judge you and uh i forgot on that note we need to give everybody uh props for donating too as soon as i get done reading these uh stitcher five star review <laughs> polo r says five stars hands down one of the best podcasts on the interwebs thank you very much thank you and now let me play a selection from the choir so that we can uh get our lives to this uh donations okay thank you everybody. 175 and up club duh we cook good we eat good we look good so uh we got some people that donated to the show <laughs> the pastor that got a hold of his ratchet songs eric m recurring donator thank you eric straight out of fayetteville bronco pride attitude check uh latonya b recurring donator hugh g recurring donator alexander m recurring donator mm-hmm. waste bees by sewer recurring donator thank you. michael irvin the playmaker recurring donator janine r recurring donator thank you janine john b smooth relax john b yes don't listen to what people say uh mary h recurring donator <laughs> stefan h recurring donator arthur w recurring donator mr span from the span report he's a recurring donator thank you very much andy s recurring donator got a one-time donation from sanja f uh thank you sanja uh marvin b yes marvin b recurring donator a uh, what is it a recurring donator thank you wood early davis photography get your kids some pictures okay don't don't keep giving your grandmama them proofs okay <laughs> Nicole f recurring donator got a one-time donation from herlin h thank you very much herlin for the one-time donation we appreciate you got yeah. another one-time donation from and i hope i'm pronouncing this right chidu uh chidu a who says thank you for all the content you provide I almost feel like i'm stealing from y'all 
but look you're not stealing no more appreciate you putting something on you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh latonya d recurring donator candace h asia d chriselle recurring donator thank you chriselle yeah uh justin j recurring donator marlon m recurring donator and uh justin uh jason j who's new thank you jason conrad k of course official first time recurring donator of the show yeah larry b recurring donator and that is everybody but that was a lot of people play me out little dicky this bitch named delicious then took up an interest i put in some wings and then tried to envision how my dick would fit up in the pussy from the bag hey. over here just doing math i'ma need ike noon comma sutra martin luther king jr for that booty i can breathe she just a little thick um so yeah we had comments on the actual website as well okay guys um let's see man multiple people keep hitting me up on twitter in the middle of the show saying he's free Mm-mm. but i don't yeah, he is in jail y'all i don't know if uh is tmz said because that's about the only news source i trust yeah i don't know uh all right so we had comments of course episode 1186 long live the prince uh was a feedback show um we talked about a bunch of stuff uh of course um got comments ps diva 95 says i almost smooth punched my students in the throat for trying to bring up that garbage by future less than 24 hours after prince died i was like not today satan (laughs) people was people was ready to fight over that prince man um thanks for a great episode to provide us a time to reminisce over the purple one to paraphrase a great urban poet i've been purple down to the socks since april 21st keep on doing what you do we will thank you appreciate you um and the poll was a simple poll were you a fan of prince you know i mean i can imagine there were some people that weren't i know i didn't know much about david bowie when he died and then it's like oh actually i know a lot of his music without knowing it you know right without indirectly knowing it right uh but that's just you know blind spots failure to to really look into shit sometimes but 95 percent of our audience yes they were fans of prince and five percent said no uh and i'm what's weird is i'm discovering that it's kind of a like to some extent it's kind of a black thing not that white people don't know prince but i don't i guess they didn't necessarily uh, a lot of them anyway didn't have a cultural resonance that he had no and maybe it's because he they was knew black of him yeah maybe and i'm saying maybe it's because he was black and we kept up with him but i you know i don't i don't know i just i never thought that it was more of a black thing than anything else but because i felt and, like he just was one of those people that universally was a fucking superstar and everybody knew to bow down to his talent but you know i'm starting to find that there are people that just kind of aren't as aware they just think of him as some weird dude it's like uh he's the most talented musician ever probably. right traveled around the world still selling out concerts play every instrument right um, all 52 of them however many of them half of them i can't uh, pronounce anyway we had some comments uh four of them unknown unknown says man look when i was a kid there wasn't a broom or baseball bat that was safe for me acting like i was prince strumming a guitar although i wasn't a fan to a point where i followed all of his music his music has always been around me sad to hear that he passed on total and complete shock sugar babe says sugar babe says i'm with you rod i told all my friends that i'm choosing to not believe that the purple one is no longer with us haven't processed it yet this too much yeah on, on the real i'm still in that camp by the way 
I mean, it's cute that yeah. y'all believe Chris, that. But Chris and them said that he uh, ascended and transformed into something else. Who said that? Chris and from Ascendant oh, okay. said he kind of transformed into something else. Like he's still here, but he's kind of he was like I'm bored and just moved on. Yeah, he's just not dead to me, and I don't know how to explain that in a deeper way than what I just said. So yeah. I'm gonna move on because I really believe that. Uh, I'm just saying real talk when my sister sent me a text about Prince being dead I didn't believe her when I saw it on the website I didn't believe that there either I was at work it was hard for me to get through the day I had to leave early Prince was just otherworldly he wasn't from here if aliens came down one day and said that Prince had been their representative they sent to live among us I would believe it I often say that there was uh-huh. that there was before Michael Jackson and Prince BMP and then there is Michael and after Michael Prince and Prince AMP um those two figures have completely shaped the way pop music sounds and there's not a single r&b male artist that has gotten famous after them that don't have them as an influence 2016 has been brutal uh yeah i agree with all that d-dub says my daughters a friend of my daughter's friends and family texted and called me thursday when the news was announced that prince died i closed my door at work and i was in shock and disbelief and denial all day i kept waiting for the news that his body was frozen and would be thawed out in the future according to his wishes my kids grew up to prince and he and michael jackson were my contemporaries and they showed me the complete beauty and genius of blackness although i love michael prince was always done has always done it for me his music his dancing his lyrics his genius prince has gotten me through every difficult period of my life the funk and the rock and the sex of that man i regret that i never got the chance to see him perform live i raced my black ass to title on friday to sign up with a family account to stream his music now i have title spotify and apple music i believe in paying artists for their art which is why i am a premium member of the blackout tips oh thanks d-dub thank you sweetie best money i've ever spent after signing up on friday for prince on saturday i got lemonade lemonade is the healing the hurt of prince leaving us rest in love prince you sexy mofo for real mm-hmm. but uh yeah man that 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 uh that 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 affected a lot of people man and i think still people still kind of dealing with it they're gonna be dealing with it for a while it's, yes they are you know major influence on just music pop culture everything like i can't think of name somebody he ain't influenced basically um all right we also had episode 1187 lemonade where we had r to the edgy from what's the tea on mm-hmm. that was fun natasha p says i would love to leave a nuanced response but all i can muster is yes this episode was so much fun <laughs> sugar babe says karen rod reggie i love y'all i say this episode for monday morning because i knew it lift my spirits i almost didn't make it y'all one it never occurred to me that canada wasn't a part of the u.s and i couldn't watch lemonade live and i never felt fear of missing out like i did saturday night i shed a tear and soaked like a three-year-old my husband and i should have checked and then he uh should have checked and then he would have driven me to the border this why he my husband i quickly recovered when king b tweeted out that it was on title which i've been fucking with since day one so i was ecstatic i've i've been sleeping cooking showering cleaning driving among other things since saturday yes y'all i'm not even gonna lie it's been me and lemonade all week long all podcasts stopped all podcasts stopped like i don't care who the fuck was coming out if you if you were talking about lemonade i was listening to you but if you wouldn't and and some of them were and i was like nope it's just me and lemonade all week long if anybody said anything to me they got b emojis and lemons what's that 
too i almost worked out walked out of the gym on this blessed beezus monday morning lemonade monday morning <laughs> this lady kept asking everyone if they had watched lemonade i didn't answer because i drove to the gym listening to lemonade and i didn't want to discuss shit with anyone who wasn't a certified member of the hive then my instructor chimed in to utterly to utter the ultimate blasphemy b wasn't original or creative and she wasn't impressed by serena twerking i almost dropped my waist and ran up on her but she could take me so i just mumbled in my Uh head i just mumbled in my head put some respect on b and serena's names uh put some respect on b and serena's names uh i stopped smiling and speaking to everyone who participated in B's slander and left without offering anyone a ride cause home because I was big mad, as Reggie would say. My sister thinks I really need to curb my petty. I say, mm-hmm. me part with petty, not for nothing, never happened. Uh, sorry. Forever macking. Sorry, I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry, nigga. Nah. Uh, yeah. I agree. The things I don't understand about the Beyonce, like, dislike, people be so vocal about it ain't nobody ask you right like you were just looking to piss somebody off mm-hmm. just lift the waist and shut up i don't want to talk to you about it it's cool we don't have to talk about it um like i, I you know you go on facebook and people have their statuses where they say they don't like it and i'm like cool stay in your lane right you but then it's like you come on other people's face but what's so good about it i don't understand why do you like it look dog i know this is about to turn into really why you gonna tell me why you don't like it right can I, we not can we not dog can we not i don't care one one thing about me had nobody jumped in my um things i've been posting quotes and all that stuff on my facebook page and most people just you know be emoji and lemon emoji at me and shit like that but i'm not here for it because you know what i don't care i'm to the point i i don't i'm not gonna fuss with you i'm not gonna argue with you i don't care about your goddamn opinion about lemonade aj the engineer says once again this is another great week of podcasting that's funny it was only two days in saturday sunday he he knew it was coming (laughs) (laughs) maybe he left us afterward i don't know reggie was a great guest as usual i wrote after formation dropped and said i had no idea how anybody could not like black women i'm here to say it again how the fuck can anybody not like black women tell me please in the past i never disliked beyonce but didn't appreciate her now i realize how dumb that was all you need to do is listen to a week of the black autist to understand that women especially black women are reminded daily how they ain't shit right we hear it from the gamergate nerds athletes the police men of all colors and y'all know i could go on we have one artist who will make music that speaks to black women which means beyonce is a national treasure just like cardi b i know she isn't the only pro-black artist but she has the biggest platform and i love how she is using it yeah also i love that she got the like you get a lot of that pro-blackness stuff from her but you don't really get the um slut shaming of Mm-mm. like an erica badu you don't get like the defending of kazi that you get from like jill scott like like for say what you want to about her not doing interviews and like being on social media like that at least it's almost like prince's approach right where you know he wasn't trying to actually put but so much of himself out there because you can let the music be bigger than that you know now she's a little less standoffish than prince was like i don't think prince would have ever put out a documentary where you could like look into his life or something like that i don't think he would do something like that uh you know but but in general she does a lot of stuff 
where she lets the music speak and then you interpret the music for how it is right so and i kind of and i like that about her um just like trump supporters i'm giving some hard side out of people who dislike beyonce we all have our opinions but it's on if if the only times you can comment on b are the shit on her work and uh you're telling uh me something about yourself yeah because that's the thing if beyonce don't drop shit i don't i i talk about beyonce a lot so even if she ain't drop shit mm-hmm. you're liable to see a tweet a post a mean like something about beyonce because i really enjoy her music but a lot of these other motherfuckers you don't see shit on their timeline about beyonce till she drops something right and it's always some bad shit right fuck you just like the clock just like clockwork all the people on my timeline who hated formation we're talking about how lemonade was psychotic or bipolar but i have received the people i saw negatively commenting on the video have had past posts talking about infidelity and parenthood in their own lives so why can't you find any connection with the emotions b is describing and wait a second if you dislike us so much why are you even watching the video there was plenty of other tv last saturday night right now at this moment i'm looking at the comment section of an npr article written about lemonade there are so many people who probably claim to be liberal and not racist saying some pretty racist non-liberal shit in the thread i'm almost see i'm also seeing a lot of comments about her wearing fur in the video if these liberals don't have a fucking seat once again we have another chance to discuss the deeper racial issues but we continue to comment on some dumb shit also anybody who says serena looks like a man can get the fuck out of here when i was when i saw her walk down those stairs i had a oh i'm crying now <laughs> oh i'm crying now <laughs> actually i want to change something i said earlier yes it is okay to have an opinion but shut the fuck up during black girl time your take isn't that hot y'all have a great weekend peace i agree yeah i, I just think people be trolling and shit and everybody wants to feel special but in right. general like you know if you're not feeling it like i said i don't mind somebody if hey, i don't like this thing I cool i i you'll never have to worry about me coming on your page telling you to like it Ever. i just i just wish it was reciprocal where right. i can say i like something and i don't need to debate it with you you know it happens all the time i see like i'm friends with a lot of people on social media where you know i i don't like this movie somebody does i don't go all right now let me tell you why you wrong who all gives right. a fuck when has that ever worked never never had a conversation and afterwards i was like you know what this album is jamming like come on lenore 312 says i need y'all to know i'm only taking a break from lemonade to listen to podcasts discussing lemonade yes sir this is my second time being a part of the day of beyonce drop a crew i i had that 90 day title trial but be blessed us with during formation i had hbo at home shout out to my brother for gifting me his old flat screen randomly a few weeks ago so i could watch uh b in hd from the comfort of my bed so many moments underboo beyonce is my favorite beyonce but i want to be friends with crazy bat beyonce i'm also scared of her she was skipping down the streets in that Shit yellow exploded behind her Mm-hmm, that yellow dress fucking up shit serena was trying to pay the rent with that dance all those beautiful black women in all walks of life the fact that i now know warson shire uh because of her my the the what the mamas took me out yes freedom ignited my soul the love but f you to all the ashes haters and intellectually dishonest reviewers that only see what they want to see and hear what they want to hear when beyonce clearly covered every damn base in this work of art yeah there was so many white men writing articles talking about it's just fake empowerment it's just bullshit it doesn't mean anything i you know if you feel it and they were quoting the same lyrics from um from uh don't hurt yourself Mm-hmm. and it was always the hop off hopped on the next dick boy line and 
talk about how her she was being vulgar and shit and it's like okay so we supposed to believe something's not empowering because white men don't feel empowered right they get to decide fuck out of here who are you arbiter of anyway uh this was a virtual and at times literal strong cry sisterhood hug shared with everyone but meant for every black woman watching yeah well you know and always you know there's different critiques i've seen some people say that they felt left out because there weren't any bigger black women in the video that weren't like in the interview part so it just really depends on where you're coming from uh the poll the poll was lemonade yes or shutting the fuck up when it's black girl time uh 87 percent of y'all said yes <laughs> and 13 percent of y'all shut the fuck up because you know it was black girl time and that's that's fine with me too mm-hmm. and we only got one part one answer one comment and it was hillary clinton who says i am becky with the good hair <laughs> um respect r-e-s-p-e-c-k mm-hmm. uh was the episode titled 1188 um well we had uh three comments uh let's see who said this long a short a says that bourbon conversation reminded me of the time bobby brown screened at my local morning djs for 30 minutes the morning after the new uh (laughs) after the any reunion show the new edition Mm -hmm. they made fun of him for mooning the crowd even though he didn't use lotion and they made fun of ronnie devoe for setting fires at the hotel those jokes spawned the retorts who cares is my ass was ashy people liked it 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 yeah. And, and meet me at the hotel at 10 o'clock by yourself the dj knew what that meant and told bobby that he wasn't trying to get jumped by bobby and his boys the best part of all this was damn near everyone in the town listened to the radio that day damn that's wild i guess now we have the internet that shit would have went viral but back then maybe not so much i don't oh actually that wasn't that long ago huh i don't know why didn't we uh oh wait is he talking about the newest relaunch or are you talking about the one with missy because if it was with missy then we wouldn't have heard of it yeah but i said it's gotta be some yeah it's gotta be years ago All right or oh, tmz was around but tmz ain't the tmz of today yeah that rant would have been everywhere uh law says the beehive did rachel ray like macaulay coking and stand by me ah rachel roy better not stray too far from bodies of water and keep some straws on deck uh, <laughs> chuck 8503 says being from louisiana the state not the city i grew up with cash money records never did i think that oh hold on what's wrong page never did i think that birdman would lose his bravado in the 90s people who spoke out against birdman usually got disappeared he had the same reputation as the man from rap a lot not trying to say his name hey i don't blame you he's uh he still has respect on his name but birdman what happened to that boy yeah i don't know man that was it's a bad look people keep walking in that studio thinking that they can just out talk charlemagne and you're not going to no you're not you're on his territory yeah it's a radio show like the only way to quote unquote win is to either not go on there or you got to do some crazy shit that's gonna put you in jail so i'll put you in jail right yeah, not him like, yeah like you stuck basically man so like i don't know why rappers keep playing a game on his on his terms right thinking it's gonna work out for them uh the poll was birdman on the breakfast club scary silly or both 23 percent of the audience said scary 13 percent just thought it was silly and 64 percent said it was both uh so that means that both category yeah i think i meant both like 
it was funny as fuck after he left i'll say that much yep. i wouldn't have been laughing in his face if he was in my house talking with all them goons i've been right up here like i understand everything you're saying perfectly brother mm-hmm. hey, hey please don't cry on my account okay i don't i don't need you to be emotional mm-hmm. I, I agree we're gonna put some respect on your name mm-hmm. and some respect on your name and we are finished and done i want you to know both of those things are true uh Cabadonna says Birdman looks ridiculous, but he's also a savage. Any man who tattoos his entire scalp and buckshots at his foster buckshots at his foster son's car over a contract is on some Lucius Lyons evil. Wendy Williams, former mini me, better watch his oompa loompa ass. (laughs) 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 Anthony says, Ry, you nailed it with the dude that cries while fighting analogy. Grew up with one of those dudes. The jokes stop and don't start back when that dude is tired of getting roasted. Jokes are cool and all because a lot of folks still think it's just twitter when that's clearly not the case because some folks willing to drive the temecula to throw down i know i had i beat up a dude that was crying one time um oh lord i'm serious this is in fifth grade um i didn't want to i was forced to Uh-oh. the bully the bigger boys on the bus and the bullies made us fight each other we was both nerds but he was talking about my mama's voice and uh and i told him basically like hey man that's that's a little too much you know what i mean like it went from like whatever the dozens were about like lunch boxes to him saying some shit about my mom i said okay you know and this is when i was younger like now that shit wouldn't even get to me but right. as as a kid you know it was like what the fuck you doing like what like, he was a nerd too i was like we're supposed to stick together um so then we got to school because i basically told him like uh if he kept talking i was like i'm gonna bust your ass <laughs> like you know because he was like what you gonna do or something like that i said you keep talking i'm gonna bust your ass and then he turned around to shut up but everybody on the bus had heard it and was like yeah. oh shit man oh they're gonna have to fight now and all this shit so when i got to school the bigger boys pushed me into the bathroom with him and he was in there already like crying and shit and trying to hype himself up and i was like i really don't want to fight this dude but uh i ended up winning the fight uh pretty badly actually like i beat him up pretty bad but it was all because he was a nerd and he was crying and he didn't know how to fight so he like charged me and i spun off of him and pushed his head into the um sink and you know how this oh this was hard yeah you know the sink has that metal pipe under there right so his head hit that pipe and then then i just stomped him out and pushed him into the toilet and shit it was bad but the point being uh i wouldn't fight no crying nigga man because it was like i had to fight him i wasn't gonna fight him this was scary shit ever he started crying i was like man what the fuck them emotions ain't supposed to happen during a fight (laughs) this this some this uncharted territory man you know me and my brother used to fight around the house and shit like if, if, if he started crying and shit i'm like okay this has gone too far you know like we don't had it turned to tom and jerry in there you had knives and shit oh wow i know knives bats we didn't, like it don't went there a couple times and it's like that that's a breaking point for people where they just stop giving a fuck how about holding that macho and that appearance in and they don't care like they just so irrationally upset tears are coming out their eyes mm-hmm. you don't want to fight that nigga no you don't you win i tap out that's all you gotta do to win against me start crying and shit i'm like all right man come on anyway the poll was how how much did the missionary couple adopting black embryos fuck with you because we talked about them on the show 
uh with courtney fair tennis chalet was sharp forgot to mention our guest on uh oh wait no i didn't i didn't forget yeah i mentioned reggie right mm-hmm. so uh the poll was because uh, you know it was a good episode it was fun it was short it was it was real good um how much did the missionary couple adopting black embryos fuck with you zero percent 25 percent 50 percent 75 percent or 100 percent zero percent got zero percent of the vote ah so it was nobody that wasn't fucked with at all right 25 percent got nine percent of the vote people that were fucked with at 50 percent 16 percent of the vote 22 percent of y'all were fucked with to 75 percent and a hundred percent got 53 percent of the vote so 53 percent of the vote said i get us a hundred um tanya g says these people are true are horrible they had these children just to show they are pro-life how pro so they are so pro-life they're willing to have and raise black kids the horror i fear for the lives these kids will have raised by these assholes especially if they are able to have biological children in the future uncle bob says they were definitely fetishizing them embryos at the same time so many folk are pro-life and their morals stop there they're not about adopting or anything so it's dope that they did that but they don't have the learned life experiences to teach these black babies the real america and not the america that they know 75 i can relate to both of those uh you know i i felt fucked with though mm-hmm. <laughs> uh trader johns we recapped uh game of thrones with nick jew and we got one comment uh amani says hashtag dem thrones is back ava duvern bay approved and everything great episode i always love ha- ha- having on having nick you on we do too you asked why duran's son or why doran's son was on the ship in the first place that's answered in jamie's letter to the prince uh okay i must have must not, not have paused the screen when the letter came up uh let's see the princess marcella died by poison on our return journey i suspect Ilaria, not you but my sister will demand war i doubt Ilaria's head will appease her it's a start along with your nieces your son cannot stay in king's landing i'm sending him back on the same ship okay oh okay so he sent them back yeah so that's why he was on the ship uh the princess marcella died by poison oh wait he just translated the same note uh so much for our any chance that they have a peace and no wonder gendry's been rowing so hard after he had that 900 year old gray woman golem pussy all over his body i appreciated y'all handling huh i said oh it's disgusting i appreciate y'all handling aisha tyler's nonsense i don't have anything to add other than hand claps to karen's ether keep doing your thing and y'all keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves yeah i I wanted to mention because someone hit me up and uh i forget his name but it was like his first time hitting us up hitting me up anyway specifically through direct message on facebook which uh not the best way to contact me i I prefer people don't do that but okay not a problem he was very respectful but he disagreed with us about the Aisha Tyler thing saying like I don't think she's saying that and I don't see where you guys are getting apart about the HBCU stuff from and I understand what he's trying to say I think we explain ourselves fairly well I think if you see it or you don't see it that's on you um because you know there's always plausible deniability but I felt that it was pretty obvious right I don't think that she meant it as a slight HBCU no I just think 
that sort of anti-blackness is a direct swipe at hbcus whether you know it or not because who else is she talking about right and now anyway so the example i wanted to provide uh in case it helps anybody else because it kind of this is what i told him and he kind of understood more after i made this analogy so she's talking about where there's a go to a college where there's been racial incidents on school but just be brave and go in there and help fix the culture and you can change it and uh what would society be like if black people weren't brave and she also mentioned that you know this racism was pretty much the real world so just because someone's not taping it on your door with a racial slur doesn't mean they're not thinking it right okay so here's my analogy let's talk about you got a college like baylor or tennessee they routinely had incidents of sexual assault on campus that were not handled well and in some cases the university was complicit in covering these these incidents up or um mishandling the cases so badly that there was no no justice or whatever i would never i would never imagine aisha tyler would say to a woman who's a potential student and maybe she would i don't know well be brave go to the school anyway take the risk and the danger of that but if something happens to you you know fight back and change the culture of the school take like take it upon yourself to get out of your quote-unquote comfort zone and go to these schools where we know they have issues with sexual assaults on campus now obviously the analogy is a little flaky because sexual assault is a problem on a lot of campuses but so is racism i think what happens is we don't consider the toll that racism and the danger that racism has on black kids right so but we do consider rape and sexual assault on women and you know any victim pretty much but let's just say women in this case right we do consider that a real danger and we wouldn't tell a woman it's her responsibility or she needs to just be more brave and go in there and change things we would be like no don't go if you don't feel safe right like if you don't feel comfortable their their job is to educate you and to keep you safe while doing so your job is not to fix them and make them educate you as you create a secure environment for yourself that's not your job now if you feel like doing that if there's some people who want to do that who are driven towards that cause i understand and i would never begrudge you for wanting to go do it but the obligation of doing so the encouragement of doing so as far as like to frame one thing as uh, staying in your comfort zone and one thing as being more brave is kind of ridiculous to me and it's patently false Mm -hmm. so that's where i would come from on that one and i think that analogy helped him i don't know if it will help everybody that didn't get it but that's where i would come from on that is you know we would never say that if a woman if someone said well i just want to go to a women's college we like we wouldn't be like no be brave go to tennessee i know they've had some issues covering up sexual assaults but you need to go anyway Mm -hmm. like that's at least i can't speak for everyone i would go that's an extremely wrong-headed thing to tell somebody right all right the poll was will john snow stay dead okay the answers are yes or no 11 percent of the audience says yes 89 percent of y'all say no which uh which says a lot about the show and the predictability right 
uh uncle bob says i went to, i mean it does it does say a lot that people just think they're putting us through all this for some bullshit and he's coming back obviously uncle bob says i went to morgan state and i love my hbcu experience why didn't you leave this comment on the website anyway my professor looked like me the dean looked like me the president of the university looked like me college football and basketball games are always lit because of the band and i met my wife there i have no qualms with anyone that attends a pwi but i can't stand folks shading hbcus at the same time the shade thrown towards pwis can get out of pocket I, it absolutely can i've seen it that's why i said that's why i said i love i love you and your blackness no matter where you go right and i support whatever you want to do with it as long as it's not harmful or harming other black people i don't care because you should go where you feel the most comfortable and you can learn the best that's where that's where you should go you shouldn't there's no obligation that you're with your blackness you not own like you owe everybody no go find a place where you can be the best student you can be that's it that's the only obligation you got to yourself uh to 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 get the best education you can get that's it right and the thing is like we said before these are children i mean and i don't mean children as far mm-hmm. as you know but they're 17 to 21 year olds right so they're just learning themselves just finding themselves and you're like I just wanted to go to school to learn. It shouldn't be on my shoulders to try to learn and fight racism. Like, All right, why I'm, can't our kids be kids? Right, and if it's something that, that's in my heart, like if that's a passion I have, go for it. But if it's not a passion I have, I just want to be a goddamn student, not a constant activist, I should have that choice too. Yeah, so anyway, at the same time, Shane throw Thomas P.W. eyes and get out of pocket. Oh, yeah, I meant to say, yes, I've seen that. I've seen the oh yeah you coon sellouts uh, oh you go to a pwi but then you join a black student unit what kind of sense did that make yo if you say shit like that fuck you too right because you ain't doing hbcus any favor with that type of rhetoric it's nothing but inflammatory uh shaming of people for being black that's it like is no one's obligated to go to but they don't even have the capacity to handle all black students going to hbcus anyway Mm-mm. just stop like can you stop like this this blackness always has to lose some kind of way stop it's stupid anyway uh just because you go to a pwi that doesn't mean you deserve to be discriminated against and etc plus yeah and plus hbcus have issues too Mm -hmm. it's not perfect anywhere guys like i you know my college had issues everybody's college has issues okay you know a lot of hbcus are couched in like even though there's some of my state schools a lot of it is still couched in like very religious stuff so right you have to deal with the that kind of that kind of issues on campus like uh you know a lot, a lot of them they they kind of uh coddle people because they don't want them to flip through the cracks so it's you know dry campus uh right. no visitation which basically means no fucking mm-hmm. uh no cars for freshmen and shit like that so like it, there's different issues there and you can fight those issues there if you feel so right but the point being there's issues everywhere you go you know and i'm sure there's still issues of racism at hbcus mm-hmm. and stuff too so it's not about saying one solution's perfect and the other one's flawed it's just saying one is a viable solution another one is a viable solution and there should be no reason to downplay either one of them right and pick what best fits your needs yeah you're gonna be there for four five years possibly mm-hmm. you you know you like you got to think about yourself first and fixing campus late later um go to whatever university you can get into slash afford oh and john snow coming back and go fuck up white canard uh professor lca says them thrones bake 
no better way to open the season's opener than with nick jews with then with nick jew karen's laughter is legendary in these podcast streets might i also note for the record nick jews exclamations after rod said something outrageously funny is uh well she put outrageous and then lee funny in uh, parentheses uh i was in a ru- i was in rush hour traffic showing all my teeth could fall in and of course the dim thrones hashtag was number two with a bullet what else can you hear references to eg boys in the hood friday beyonce references lemonade and put a ring on it trader joe's scandal underground and twitter memes and things all within one episode only here reunited and it feels so good them thrones recaps it doesn't get any better Aww. oh thank you been a while since professor lch wrote in appreciate you we must have slowed down you know it's getting, it's getting warm outside so we probably get a little bit more her letters so people can call in and interrupt him well it's still still the official smile down to me mm-hmm. uh and then let's see uh we had one voicemail let me play that Wow, you literally said that woman smelled like dog because then she's white and in the north and it's, and it's moist up there. Early nigga, I literally had to pause the show and drop this voicemail. You are something else. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that person was. I don't know if they were uh, entertained uh, or disgusted or disgusted. I haven't even believe their names. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> thank you uh, yeah i think thanks <laughs> he was disgusted tamed i don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> thank you for leaving the voicemail right. i guess i assume i don't know i like i don't know how, he, <laughs> no, how to take that, that one sounded like i hope he's i hope he kept listening i don't know Me too. hope he kept listening to the end baby hey, i guess we have a disgust entertaining show <laughs> apparently so wow all right we have some emails melissa says good morning rod and karen i saw karen on twitter last night and yes i watched the lemonade quite a few times last night and it brought to mind that billy what billy holiday had done with strange fruit in 1939 and nina simone did with mississippi goddamn in 1964 in 2016 beyonce took multiple videos put to music and the uh the struggles of african-american people are still facing i was moved to tears when our lost sons pictures were held by their mothers and that song about freedom lord jesus the queen reigns mm-hmm. yeah she she killed it freedom goes hard <sighs> she killed it man it is beastly just beastly um yeah people was talking about can we get a man version of lemonade no it's not gonna happen not yet i'm mean, and it wasn't people trying to say it like hey us men need limit i was it was just it won't look like that Mm-mm. you know and not to mention i mean it's you need somebody i don't know that the equivalent i just you know what she just did a one-of-a-kind thing no one else can i'm just gonna come out and say it no one else can do it no lemonade is just fine i'm I'm, i am content with that it doesn't mean people shouldn't attempt to delve into the more um more deeper emotions and feelings of manhood and the insecurity around that now it doesn't mean artists can't examine that Mm -hmm. um i just think it'll be a completely different project because beyonce is not yeah and honestly a lot of the crop of rappers and and entertainers that rb dudes that are doing it right now um they would need to grow up a little bit more you know like uh it's not enough to be like i appreciate my black woman for having a brown skin and being beautiful 
it also has to be a level of respect there where i think she's equal and i'm not gonna make a song telling her to cover up or to not have sex or you know what i mean like uh there's a lot of people who are quote unquote woke but within their wokeness they still believe in these very strict gender roles for women right so while they might not be out drug dealing and shit at the end of the day what they believe about women is just as restrictive and problematic yeah like you know like they still kind of have the these is hoes and hoes are bad and good girls are the ones you want to get right, you know it's women. like i love trial call quest but q-tip will say things occasionally you know ladies make a form on your sexual drive devotive to your lover and make it thrive meanwhile it's okay for fife to say he loves a brown yellow puerto rican and haitian and talk about leaving you know semen on a girl's couch like it's, it's a complete like we do our thing but we want the kind of women that don't do things like this and that's mm-hmm. you know it, it's a hang-up and i don't think most men even consider these things mm-hmm. when they put together projects and i think the role that beyonce has for men in the lemonade video um was one of understanding that you know because it was just kind of represented by this man although you also had these dead men the police kill but it was kind of represented by this idea of, well this guy cheated on me because he don't love himself and he doesn't think he's worthy of being loved uh by me and so it's so it's a lot to it to just be like like it would take a lot more than just men going uh i was angry because my woman cheated on me and this is how we resolve a relationship that's that it won't Mm-mm. look like that Mm-mm. you know no i don't want no coat 45 i'm good yeah <laughs> karen it's gonna take a lot of uh, <laughs> no fuck you <laughs> but that's what you're gonna get Some crown roll that's what you're gonna get that <laughs> name, that's gonna be the fucking name of the song the whole album crown roll <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> i don't want no it's a one-of-a-kind thing it does not need to be duplicated <laughs> mad dog 2020 that's what the fuck this shit gonna a be a visual called. album right that's what yep a visual album nah, i just i just don't think and this is also the other thing with art i trying to imitate or just duplicate what she did isn't really pushing anything forward you know it's kind of like everybody's beyonce had the midnight release of beyonce that nobody saw coming right Mm -mm. everybody tried to do the same thing it hasn't worked Worked. not to that extent Mm -mm. none of us remember where we were the night anything else magically appeared on the itunes Mm -hmm. none of us so you know we have to step back and be like maybe imitating her isn't where you gotta go you need to find a way to push the boundary forward with your shit and i think i don't know who the artist would be i would love to see it be a hip-hop artist though mm-hmm. i know a lot of people were saying why not r&b i would love for it to be a hip-hop artist because hip-hop has the most hang-ups i think about masculinity mm-hmm. um and it would take somebody from within that realm i my personal belief to push against it but a lot of the shit and this is what i think a lot of men don't want to hear and i think maybe they feel like it's a betrayal but a lot of the shit that we need to hear is not shit that even involves us saying um we're angry at a woman and this is why we need to express it like it's all shit we need to do 
Moaning. So I don't know that niggas really want to hear that. Because dudes don't like to be told what the fuck to do. And a lot of times the root of the problem is you. Yeah, like you get called a social justice warrior if you happen to say, like if a man calls himself a feminist, it's seen as like he must be trying to get some pussy or something. Like it's never given genuine consideration that yeah. you might just think women and men can be equal you might you know what i'm saying without any caveat to it that i need to get something from yeah i'm i'm good sweetie i do, i don't need nobody making no hennessy i am good to go so, so i'm just moving on i was trying to talk about it seriously guys i tried i tried guys uh jim, jim thrones inquiry <laughs> that purple drink that's what it's gonna be called <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's gonna be called that shit gonna be flames you <laughs> <laughs> gonna have future the future hive yeah the purple drink yeah oh man um oh this is about them thrones all right well sorry oh. man we missed it oh we um, missed it oh oh was it for this was supposed to be that this week yeah they wrote this in uh i don't even know if i should read this did you want you can save that one if it's about well, i think it's just too much well you know i'll read it and give you the answer we got because i read this question earlier and was like i don't know what they expect from us but it's from will he writes hey rod karen and nick jill apologies that this email finds you late as the time difference between the u.s and the uk still fucks with me oh, okay anyway i'm really interested to hear about uh, any thoughts you might have on the current geopolitical picture in westeros which i personally think is shaping up to con- to a conflict that might wa- ma- match the war war the five kings so we don't read the books so yeah we, yeah baby Mm-mm. if the war the five kings didn't happen on the show we didn't see it uh although, so we don't know we, we if the war comes we'll we'll be as shocked as everybody else <laughs> firstly after the well war is coming uh firstly in after winter the, apparently mm-hmm. after the coup by arianne martel uh we've got oh uh, do you mean laria martel we've got dorn in the south coming towards king's landing with a vengeance i no doubt believe dorn is mobilizing for war against the lannisters as we speak now remember that if the lannisters are going to war via cell swords and troops they will need money and financial alliances and guess which granddaughter is currently in jail uh yeah the tyrells so yeah they would need money to get the and uh, i don't think she's gonna be agreeing to no money uh yeah alina ain't about to give nobody no coins Mm -mm. yeah no i no idea what was gonna happen there uh i mean shit the martells might just slide up and just start killing motherfuckers uh on the low they sand snakes right might not even have to go to war uh secondly in the north after shitting on stannis roose bolton is preparing contingencies against um king's landing because of the marriage between ramsey and sansa ramsey and sansa while he prepares for that let's not forget sansa is free and most likely intends to rally northern men around her cause to uproot the boltons and roost from his position as warden of the south i don't know that right now she's just trying to survive so yeah. i don't know what i don't, I don't know where sansa going sansa don't strike me as the greatest planner in the world oops now now i could see podrick or brianna I mean, Brand, you know, maybe dropping that in her ear mm-hmm. or something like that. But I don't see her coming up with that on her own accord. She can do like her mom did when she gathered all the Northmen to like her side to defend her. I remember when her mom went in that bar and did that. Thirdly, those wildlings might wild out 
once they find out john snow the man who offered safe passage for them was killed by his own men people they don't trust one bit therefore setting up another confrontation at the wall between the night's watch and the wildlands that's possible they also might not give a fuck because they didn't really fuck with john that heavy anyway right like maybe they just feel like it's a betrayal and they have to get them before they get you know before the night's watch comes back for them Mm -hmm. looking at this picture three possible conflicts with six different locations lannisters martells bolton sansa squad wildlands and the watchmen how do you guys think this season plays out do you think we get all three conflicts concurrently who has the edge no idea i don't know baby that's a lot to think about and that's why i watch it every week i do too i'm just ready for them to take me where they taking me yep i'm here for the ride thanks for taking my email huge fan i look forward to them thrones in the coming months uh let's see uh lazarus thicklin says what uh episode 1190 trader joe's uh trader john's peace rod and karen this is lazarus i went to alabama a&m university both undergrad and grad and though every school isn't perfect i wouldn't change my experience there for anything i became a man there i have i hate how some folks especially black folks treat hbcus on that kanye it ain't ralph though compared to pwis Uh. also going to an hbc at hbcu doesn't mean you don't experience incidents of discrimination i will still put on the hot ass hood of a cop car due to racial profiling by campus police and not to mention the local news spins on incidents that happen on campus compared to incidents that happen at the white school here in huntsville alabama your attendance fixes nothing that ain't how high my older sister went to wait that ain't this ain't how high my older sister went to auburn and like nick ju said she ended up being up under black folks while she was there i didn't have the greatest relationship with black kids growing up due to me being into white shit like japanese anime comic books and video games i was the only black guy in my short stint as a member of the school's anime club but i still knew i wanted to be around my people when it came time for college shameless plug i'm a rapper that goes by black native and i've made a song about hbcu pride called on the yard check it when you have time and he included a link um yeah i will i will check it right now but what i was gonna say is um it's weird because and i don't know why we i don't know why we think of blackness this way if you were white and you lived in a neighborhood and you're into anime comic books and video games there's still a high likelihood you'd be one of a few right possibly the only one that's why nerd when we grew up nerd meant basically social outcast like you were into things most people weren't right somehow when we add blackness to the occasion it becomes black people ain't shit for not including me when i was a nerd and it's like no nerd means pretty much excluded or isolated it's not until you go well for a lot of people not everybody it's not until you go to an hbcu in a lot of times that you find out oh there's all kinds of black people that are into this shit yes it is like i like like we all were the guy in our neighborhood that was heavy into it but when you get to college you're just one of a bunch of kids who went to college and were into this shit like i said man we used to i one of my best memories is uh in my dorm we used to watch toonami at midnight when they used to show back-to-back episodes of dragon ball z Mm -hmm. in my dorm we would have two rooms full of guys and there was everybody from football players to fucking mathletes up in that bitch 
and we was in there getting our whole entire lives to them to them sayings yeah and that and that was a bonding experience but it says something i wish i had taken the picture of the people in the room now just to show people just the diversity of blackness that all got that got got off to that right you know because too often we get painted in these pictures these holes was like we're we're supposed to just believe that you know like i don't use the term blurred i don't mock people who do use it that's no. on you but right. i i'm a nerd i'm always black you know what i mean like i'm right. not when i when i go do nerdy shit i'm not the black nerd who's there i'm rod you know what i'm saying I, my blackness comes with me and everything i do mm-hmm. when i go play basketball i don't say i'm a basketball player you know what i mean when i go to the movies i don't watch blueies you know what i'm saying so ah! I, like i personally don't like that I, I don't use that term for myself i don't like yeah. to use that term for myself because i i'm like i i'm nerd to me always meant somebody that had that special type of interest in something that wasn't necessarily the, the most popular shit right. it's kind of changed over the course of my lifetime and so maybe i'm just uh holding on to some old shit here but i you know i personally said met and knew so many black people that were into all kinds of shit and it wasn't just about black people aren't into this it, you couldn't deny it once you got on campus you can't deny it there's niggas that love to read there's niggas that's in the music there's niggas that's in the marching band this you see black people do everything on campus everything your anime club is now all black people you know what i mean your poetry club it's all black people you know um and obviously if white people want to join they can but in general i'm saying like if there's 10 people in poetry club or the newspaper or whatever it is that you want to get involved in you're seeing blackness do those things and then and it makes a difference to see black people be able to do things that they might not get the opportunity to do on a white campus or you have to join the quote-unquote black student union to get an opportunity to do certain things that you should be entitled to do anyway because you pay your tuition like everybody else come on dog so there's no reason you shouldn't be involved in student government if you would like to be in student government you know things of that nature so uh you know anyway that anyway Cam, were you about to say something Mm -hmm. sorry okay uh let's hear the song It's to not to get a job because school is your occupation. They say focus on your studies because that's what is important. But all that I could think about was the new fits I be spoken. I want my hat made in China as well as my pants. I want my shirt with an anime character from Japan. I want my shoes from Indonesia, my chain from Saudi, and some bourbon from Kentucky, Maine. That's my social studies. They ask me, what is my major? I say to study abroad. Figure out just what she like and bring her back to my dome. They say we in a recession, but we ain't worried about nothing. Cause as a college student, you learn how to ball on the boogie. We take the money in the package that we get from my mom. And make it stretch like a punch that came from golf seems on. You look like bumps all week. 
But when Saturday came, you seen us dressed up in our freshest on the yard for the game. Yeah, classes and sessions. Come in and get your lesson. No need for second guessing. No worries, cause we ain't testing. Classes and sessions. Come in and get your lesson. No need for second guessing. We just stressing how we did it on the yard. On the yard, on the yard. How we get it on the yard. On the yard, on the yard. How we did it on the yard. On the yard, on the yard. How we get it on the yard. On the yard, on the yard. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, man. I like the uh, nerd references. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Dow I heard that in there. Um, the production is good, baby. Yeah, and I like the chorus when it gets to the on the yard part. I feel like everybody can say that part. But uh, yeah, man, keep doing your thing. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. A uh, meal writes in feedback. B be knowing. Hey, Karen and Rod, dig if you will a picture. One day after my extension of the title free trial ended, a certain performing artiste debuts an opus on HBO in the U.S. called Lemonade. It was not shown in Canada. Was this planned? Did B wait until the trial period and extension ran out on those freeloading ass Negroes trying to hear, (laughs) trying to hear the life of Pablo? I think so. Add that to the excellent recap you guys did with R to the Edgy. I felt something amiss. I asked myself, do I not use lotion? Am, am I not de-ashified? I deserve some lemonade too. It became a no-brainer to re-up, especially considering the fact that all of Prince's catalog was there. Mm-hmm. Listening to Aisha Tyler's thoughts on PWIs left me somewhat disappointed in her view, in her point of view on the whole HBCU versus PWI debate. I know she didn't come out and say it, but her implication was clear. In the interest of full disclosure, I should state that as someone who grew up in Jamaica, I can't fully appreciate I can't fully appreciate the situation. In a country that's ninety percent black, being black isn't a thing. So when I went to the University of West Indi- of the West Indies, where the engineering campus was in Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Tobago, I always say Tobago, Tobago, and I know better because I know them niggas. Anyway, I'm about to say, yeah, you know people from there. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. I did not have this existential crisis of whether to choose to immerse myself in an unfamiliar culture, white, or stick to my own. One thing I can relate to is that anyone that tells you that being in a culturally similar environment reduces the challenges you face going off to college is patently stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that was the other thing. Like, college is out of your comfort zone. Because you're leaving home, like, you're going to a new environment. Like You know, like maybe if you can go to like a community college and still stay literally in your house, you can make an argument that that's more closer to the experience you had in high school and shit. Maybe you can make that argument, but even then it's it can not, be challenging. Right, it's not the same because shit didn't get real for me until um, everybody, my mom and them left and I realized, oh, they ain't coming back. I got to stay here. I got to learn how to function home separate. Yeah. My parents drove off in that van and I was just sitting there like, and how do I eat? <laughs> you know, like you just said. <laughs> that was your question. I cried all the way home, but that, but that was your question. But no, I was just like, yeah, I was like, so now this is a thing this is real yeah that's what shit get real i gotta come up with a plan what do i do where are the buildings what what are the classes like it was a lot um so yeah um but yeah it's it's a challenge for most people period and you should do the thing that puts you in the best environment to succeed in my opinion whatever that is Mm -hmm. 
the most significant challenge all freshmen face is the huge link uh academic expectations at the college level versus the high school level when i landed in university most of my peers looked like me but this did not diminish the academic challenges the first semester was a struggle i know there are unique challenges to being part of that seven percent but i hate the promotion of this notion that black students will be better prepared for life if they challenge themselves by going to master's college <laughs> yeah uh yeah the idea of challenging yourself the i you know what this is just the idea of social isolation as a challenge is just wrong-headed it's just wrong-headed like and the idea that a college in any way reflects the real world is bullshit by the way come on now we did group projects and nobody gave a fuck about them grades i do group projects now everybody getting paid this is different yeah college is not the real world no, now, i not. hate to bust everybody's bubble but it doesn't matter what college you go to it's not similar to the real world Mm-mm. like it's just not you're like what you do for a living at a job is not the same it's just not you know if for the vast majority of people college is a great time it might even be the best time of your life and then you got to go get a real ass motherfucking job and it's not the same it is not the same while a lot of people get a goddamn rude working and when they get out there and realize them bills are real and them student loans don't stop yeah and the idea of being like well the real world is this world where racism and white people are constantly uh you know this thing you need to face so why not start being real right away it kind of reminds me of the idea of i hit you so the cops won't hit you or so you know what i mean where it's just like uh yeah i don't know if that's the best let's give you a harsh exposure at 17 to to what racism is like on this campus that'll make you a better person it's like nah i'm tired of black people having to be better people by going through some fuck shit you know what i mean let me be a better person by learning in an environment where i feel safe anyway by the way i read that pierce morgan article more and i and i hate to reiterate this but i feel like it does need reiterating before i move on uh at an hbcu you still get internships with companies with white people you still have people come in and talk to you about how uh corporate america is right and if those people work with white people you're not getting some smoke dream some some pipe dream of when you walk out of this campus you will play the drums and ah, freedom. other black people will hear the call and we will form our own black liberation companies and we will make a black bank and we will turn the black 7-eleven into the black convenience store like ah. it, there's no there's, nobody's teaching that guys at all so you can stop stop believing the ignorance in your own mind talk to somebody who went to a school if your kid is about to go to college and you're interested in first of all why wouldn't you want to talk to everybody but okay let's say your your kid's about to go to school and you're thinking like who has gone to an hbcu that might want to talk about it hit somebody up there's so many resources there's so many reasons like take a visit to a campus see what it's like you might not like it anyway but wouldn't you rather know than to just accept this idea that well white people must be right because the same people that believe you shouldn't really uh like it's the same mentality of people that think um well black black schools must be inferior it's racist people so you know take a trip see what it's like you know i i enjoyed my time there uh and like i said it wasn't perfect oh no so so you know um anyway and and shout out to schools uh let's say you don't want to go to hbcu which is fine you know nothing wrong with that 
i would also take note of cities where you have hbcus because culturally you can still find places you can fit in so like maybe you go to georgia tech but hey right up the street from uh spell uh spellman and uh, morehouse or whatever it is clark like so now you still have a very rich lush uh lush environment of diversity and brownness around you that you can culturally get involved in even if you're not attending one of those universities so something to think about is all i'm saying by the way i read that pierce morgan article and i think i'm just a little stupider for it that shit had brain cells leaking from my ears both pierce and eager need to put some respect on b's name keep up the good work <laughs> all right that is everything for today's feedback show we'll be back oh and thank y'all for tuning in to the little bit later in the afternoon feedback show mm-hmm. um for premium people we have uh movie reviews up jungle book is up keanu is up uh we also have balls deep from yesterday is up um so you constantly do, working yeah, do, do the pregame do didn't you not yesterday but okay. pregame was a couple of days ago okay. i gotta I actually gotta catch up on the pregame i might be releasing a lot of those in the next week or so mm-hmm. um what else was i gonna say oh brandon collins from the comedy outliers will be our guest tomorrow at 10 a.m so make sure you guys tune in for that uh until then i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>